Hey guys, welcome to Coffee and Leadership Pros. I am our co-host Amanda Forrester and also head goalkeeping coach of the Richmond Goalkeeping Academy. Guys, so excited to have one of my good friends, Jana, come on and share her story about developing her identity, not through what she did, but who she was in life. This is a powerful, action-packed uh, talk for anybody that's getting ready to retire from the game or thinking about finishing up their career from the youth on up to parents. Guys, you're going to enjoy this one. As always, shout out to our coffee sponsor of choice, The Local Cup, located in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Give them a shout out. They're still going with limited hours. Guys, enjoy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, you know, inviting me to be on. This is actually a true honor. Um, I really value and appreciate our relationship and getting to know you over the years and seeing how fast and how deep this is going and we'll just continue to go. So that's really awesome. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And guys, welcome oh. to Coffee and Leadership <clears throat> with Pros. Uh, this is episode 10 and uh, I decided to change this up a little bit. Um, you know, we've had a lot of pro athletes, former and current on our show. And, you know, it just struck me that, you know, our audience is a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, business owners, people who love leadership and sports, but um, also professional athletes, college youth players and parents. And we all have different struggles, whether we're a guy or we're girls. Um, we, we all need each other and we all we all need um, guidance and help uh, in all different mm -hmm. seasons of our life. And so today um, I invited on a good friend of mine, Jana. Uh, and uh, Jana um, lives in the Northern Virginia area. Um, we met through uh, mutual friends and uh, she's just been a huge blessing in my heart. Um, I'm just gonna let her share today a little bit of her story and, and her upbringing, um, but the things she's learned and how it's impacted her as a woman, um, and more importantly, um, the power of identity. So Jana, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your, about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Jana and I am in the Northern Winchester area and I'm 30, almost 35 years old. Now uh, I'm a single mom and I grew up in Virginia and I've traveled a little bit here and there and, um, it's been quite a journey <laughs> to say, um, to be honest, it's a journey for identity to be real. Um, and just not, um, I don't know, learning how to grow. I grew up with two brothers. I have an older and a younger brother, so I'm sandwiched in between boys. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I awesome. learned a lot. Um, on how to um, stand up for myself. I learned a lot to be able to lean on family. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, along the way, I lost um, sight of some things. I grew up in a Christian household. Uh, my parents are Catholic. My dad's one of 12. So, you know, our whole family lives in this area. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. we're around family a lot. One <laughs> yeah. of 12. Yep. And so <laughs> we had family is really important to me. It always has been, you know, it's a, it's a culture, it's the environment, it's your tribe, it's who shapes you, it's who molds you and gives you that sense of identity when you're first welcomed into the world, you know, and it's like, 
you get so much from that environment. And for me, growing up with 36 first cousins and running around at Easter, you know, big holidays, it's like you have your own little village that you are a part of. Um, How are those Easter eggs? So, super competitive. Oh, those were fun. Oh, 36 yes. people. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lot of Christmas presents to get. <laughs> Well, one of the things that we used to do during Christmas actually was my, one of my uncles dressed up like Santa Claus and he was, <laughs> he would bring presents for everyone. So every child got a gift during Christmas Eve at my grandma's. And when he moved away, I kind of stepped into that role and I was an elf. And then I got to make, bring that joy to all of the little in the, in the household and everything so that was a lot of fun we used to do stuff like that so you guys don't but, need to have a family reunion you have one every holiday every holiday <laughs> sometimes randomly during the summer I mean my grandma still lives in the area so like all of the aunts and uncles and cousins all still get together um you know some of them are at more of a distance but there are several family occasions let's just say <laughs> so that's awesome yeah <clears throat> it's good that's it's really good to have that. So, but, you know, growing up, even in a family like that, sometimes things get lost. It's very easy to be overlooked when you're a part of a crowd. And I think growing up for me, I always felt like I was just lost in the sea of faces. So in that nobody really truly cared about what was going on deep inside me. And I do apologize up front, just a disclaimer. I do like to cry a lot. So if I cry, I apologize. No, um, that's, that's our rule. But we'll just fight through tears. <laughs> that's our, that's our oh. rule. That's our rule. Yeah. Our standard here with this yeah. podcast is don't hide. Don't hide it because oh, we want to talk about the things <laughs> that people yeah. typically don't talk about. And we want yeah. people to know it's normal, that they, they're not alone. And mm -hmm. so um, if you cry you know, no judgment here. Oh, I cry a lot. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, um, <laughs> for me, not knowing, it's easy to get misconstrued on the definitions that are defining who you are and a part of your characteristics. And growing up as a Christian in the Catholic household, I felt like God was so far away from me and so at a distance and didn't care about the little things that were going on in my life, you know? And so I hid from a lot and I tried to be perfect. I tried to gain love and acceptance through being a good kid um, and doing what I was told to do, you know? And as a child, I experienced some things that stripped away my innocence, and I felt like that kind of defined my purpose. And so when I was chasing after, you know, filling a void and being perfect in everything that I was doing, it felt more empty and more empty. And so then I turned to bad behavior, and I started chasing after the things that were going to give me the instant satisfaction you know, and that did not lead to a better path in the direction where my life was going, but it was giving me that instant satisfaction, you know? Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't, to be honest, for my daughter, my life would be completely different. Mm. And so she saved me in the, one of the, 
the better options of the two because I had to, you know, continue to live my life and, and being into drugs and, you know, promiscuous and having all kinds of different things in my life. My life would have been way different, <laughs> way, way different. And God blessed me with the privilege and the honor to be able to be a mom and to be able to pour into somebody else and try to help mold and shape them and maybe see, um, take some of my life experiences and know that, you know, it doesn't have to be the same. She can have a better life than I ever had, you know? And so, but unfortunately, um, the circumstances that came about with me and her father were kind of on a downward spiral. So I removed myself from that situation and thank God I was able to do so. It was very, very painful. I went through a lot of abuse physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and unfortunately that was a pattern of my life. And, you know, here and now I have this precious child that I have to raise. What am I going to do in this type of situation? Well, the best way to do it is to eliminate that. But the father figure in your life helps to speak into your identity. Mm. And I have always felt that I failed her in a sense where had I, by me choosing wrong, sorry. By me choosing wrong, it gave her an unstable identity. And so, excuse me. One of the things that I knew growing up was, and it was instilled in me a lot, is God loves you. But me not being able to experience it kind of left that void, you know? And so when I became a mom, I decided that I wasn't, I was going to make sure that she knew that there was a God that loved her. Because no matter what the situation was, she needs to know that it's real. And in my pregnancy with her, I felt that God was real. There's no way that a God can allow for something so miraculous to happen. First of all, I produce life. That's a miracle. That's awesome. (laughs) Some somebody that can allow for that to happen can't be wrong. So I wanted her to be able to know that. And so I gave her um, a root to kind of instill something. But I couldn't teach her what I didn't know. So I was spent a lot of my, my time trying to figure out. I wanted to have God in my life but I was continuously trying to put him in a box to fit my lifestyle instead of surrendering to him to allow for him to work in my life and to move in my life. And that kind of goes back to having that wrong definition of what true freedom is. And in knowing that in the, in the freedom of knowing Your identity doesn't come from your behavior. Your identity doesn't come from me being perfect. It doesn't come from me doing what is asked of me to do. 
my identity comes from the love of God and who he is in my life. And that gives me the ability to want to do good. Mm. Because of the relationship that I have with him, it makes me want to be better. Not having a relationship with that and just thinking, oh, I can live my life and do whatever I want to do to gain satisfaction just leads you down a road to emptiness. But when you're filled with something that gives you that urge to be better, to do better, then it's coming from a root of identity and not behavior, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think whether you're a Christian or whether you're, um, you know, uh, you haven't made a decision yet, or you're not very spiritual, um, you know, regardless, um, we're all searching for identity. We all want to do good in this world. We all want to make an impact and be known. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think a lot of people do, and, and especially professional athletes, it's, I did it you know, um, many of the pros that we've had on our show is, um, they all say the same thing that it's like, um, soccer became their God. And when they retired, they were left like who? And I remember, I remember exactly where I was. I remember every emotion I felt. I remember walking out of my dorm out of my, cause I had a private room. I was very lucky to pay extra for that <laughs> at college. Yeah. Glad. <laughs> and so I walk out of my dorm and I look left and I look right and I go, what now? And I yeah. look for the party. And yeah. I, you know, two days later I was pledging in a sorority and everything that comes yeah. in with that. And it just like I took that level of competitiveness that I that I had on the soccer field and I put it into alcohol. And mm-hmm. it was like you know, it was a new competition. I was just searching who am I without the sport. Yeah. And I yeah. think the biggest thing is that you are not what you do. Exactly. You're exactly. Not, you're not your behavior. Like you said, mm-hmm. you are more than that. And you've been way more than that, more than that. You're created for more than that. You were giving a, a purpose in your life to go out and, and, show love and be love in a world that's it can be such a hole and a void in when you attach yourself to specific identities it if you don't have that um that one stabilization that's not based on a behavior then it's so easy to lose sight of it it's like if i'm not this what am i but you have to be able to find whatever it is that fits your fills um, that that deep that deep deep identity inside of you and knowing yes I'm a mom yes I'm a daughter yes I'm a sister yes I'm an aunt yes I'm this but I'm also Jana and what does that mean who am I as a person I'm not a you know I'm not my hair I'm not my body I'm not my brain because even my brain will dissolve, you know what I mean? There's a soul, there's something that lives inside of you that will live on forever, and that is who you are, and that is what where your identity comes from, and it builds, it builds those characteristics that will help you be successful in whatever you choose, whether it is soccer, or whether it is 
you know, a business professional, or if you are a stay-at-home mom, like what fuels you every day is where that identity comes from, you know? So that is something that it's a very hard lesson to learn, but it is something that, um, it's basically your story of life. You know, you spend your life trying to figure out that identity. If you can get it early, then you can live a life of fulfilling that purpose and, and living by that every day and letting that drive you instead of, you know, it's like the situation that's going on right now with this whole COVID-19. It's like, if I can't get oh, yeah. to work, who am I? Right now is a great season to be able to step back and say, why don't we explore that a little bit? <laughs> why don't we understand, you know, what is it my deepest desire? What is my biggest dream? What is it that, that is going to help bring that to life and that's what you should reflect on you know yeah I I heard I I I was at the grocery store today and the lady uh, I got in conversation with the lady uh next to me and um you can tell everybody's lonely like everyone's friendly but then they're keeping their their distance you know and she goes yeah I'm so bored out of my mind like I don't know what to do with myself she's like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking about just like becoming a personal shopper for people just to get out of the house because I can't. And I'm just like, "Mm," but it still has something to do with work. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if you, I mean, so if money's not an issue, why don't you find ways to maybe be creative with your funds and bless people with meals, random meals, right? you know, if you love Mm -hmm. to cook, like, I don't know, make cookies and take them to your neighbor. Like, whatever be creative with giving yourself away right and if you have resources and you feel led to give give if it could be a hello it could be a smile it could be a handwritten card it could be a text it could be you know what um zoom does one hour facetime (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm gonna do a zoom call with 50 people and yeah or maybe i'm gonna pay the membership fee and do a zoom you know and and invite more people i don't know it's there's so much that you can do that's more than your identity during this time but it's so important Mm -hmm. so important to share your love give what you have yeah. You give what you don't have because you're you're only going to receive it back. Right. Exactly. You when know? you when you take when you take a moment to serve other people, even when you're hurting, even when you're going through the dark stages, is and right now a lot of us are. It's like it it gives you a breath of fresh air and knowing that you have significance even in your insignificance. <laughs> like you matter even in yeah. the small things. So by deciding, hey, you know, we'll we'll do a casserole today and we'll take one to our neighbors or, you know, doing something of service for somebody else, not for the intention of receiving back, but just by serving with purity. That's the best way to do. That's the best way to find it because you learn so much about yourself in those moments, even um, more than you realize. Like and it one of the contagious. You want to oh, do yeah. more. You want to do yeah. it more and then your problems in many ways go away. Yeah. At least that's yeah. what I found. Yeah. It definitely, it's like, it's like eating healthy food. <laughs> you can eat junk food <laughs> all the time because it tastes good and your body wants more of it. But what you feed your body is what 
what it ends up craving. So if I'm going to, you know, change a lifestyle and eat more veggies and do all this, then my body's going to crave more of that. That's what I'm feeding it. You know, it's the same thing with your character. And if you go out and you serve, it's going to give you a sense of purpose and love while you're serving other people. And it can continue to spread that. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So, Tell yeah. us about the pivoting moment in your life where everything changed and um, you took time to get you right. Can you mind sharing about that story? About going to Mercy? Um, going to Mercy? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things, first of all, one of the things that led up to Mercy was a lot of surrenderment in my, on my part, because um, going away from the Christian faith for a long period of my time and being reintroduced to it, I felt like it was my job to, you know, fit God into my life. Okay, this is what I want to know now. I'm I'm learning a, to develop a relationship with Jesus. So let's let's fit this in my life. That was kind of my pattern. And so it didn't work, of course. <laughs> it's not about letting God into your box. It's about letting go of the box. <laughs> so yeah. um when I when I reached the stage of my mom had actually told me, you know, maybe you should look into going to mercy. I've been seeing you struggle a lot. And I thought about it, so I researched it, and it, you know, the age limit kind of threw me off a little bit. And I was like, and well, tell us about Mercy, by be. the way. A lot of people don't know about Mercy Ministries. So, Mercy Ministries, um, it actually goes by Mercy Multiplied now. Um, it's by Nancy Alcorn. She developed this um, program for women who have gone through a lot of life struggles. You know, they're uh, depressed, they've been sexually abused, they're into drugs, they have all kinds of different addictions and stuff, and they, she opened up multiple homes um, and helped thousands and thousands of women be able to be free and learn their true identity and know where that love comes from. Um, and so I got the privilege to be able to go and I went to a home and spent over nine months there just learning true freedom, learning who God really is <laughs> and um, developing a relationship with him. And it changed my life forever. And, um, you know, life isn't perfect. I still struggle, but the journey is way smoother. I would, I would take a bad day with Jesus than the best day without him, like wholeheartedly. Um, just knowing that relationship. <clears throat> but um, when I originally looked into going to Mercy Ministries, they take in girls that are like 13 to 28, 29 years old. Um, and um, I was about to be 30. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I missed the cutoff. So maybe next time. And uh, so then I started really diving into, okay, I could do this. I'm going to set up a Bible study. I put myself on a schedule. I was like doing all this stuff. I was like, well, if I can just do what they're doing and just do it at my own pace, then I'll be okay. Um, and it went well for a little bit. It went well for a little bit. And then a friend of mine had, um, gone to a conference where Nancy Alcorn was actually a guest speaker. And out of the thousands of women that were there, she sought after her and told her, I have this friend that wants to go, but she's too old. 
And she told her, she's like, put in the application. I'll get her in. And when she told me that story, I was like, that's it. Like, this is what's happening. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to control it anymore. I'm just going to follow you. I'm just going to do what you want me to do. Because obviously, obviously, for all of those little in- intimate things to happen, for me, I mean, me, really, me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, maybe there is something that cares, you know? And so um, I went there. And the day after I showed up, there was a great, um, it was a great moment. Um, there was a, a speaker that came in and was prophesying over the girls. And it was, was really funny because it was literally my first day there. <laughs> so like everyone was kind of watching like, what is she going to do? Like, yeah, <laughs> we don't know yeah. this girl. She just showed up last night. You know, what's happening? And Nancy was there. She was there. She brought these guests in and stuff. Um, and it was, I felt God there with me so much because it was him. I could feel the warmth of him around and literally as she was prophesying over me, like it was only God that would have ever known. And so, um, what was really cool was one of the girls was talking about how there was a cloak of heaviness that was upon me from the life that I had been living. And she saw the hand of God, like literally reach down and take the cloak off. And in that moment, my entire posture changed. Of course, I don't know this because I'm bawling and sobbing my eyes out because of what's happening. But my counselor was like, you could literally just see your entire body just shift up. Your posture just changed. It was amazing. Um, And from that moment on, it was just like, there was just pure surrenderment. And I learned a lot about letting go of the the baggage, letting go of all of these false lies and truths that I had believed in my life and thinking that I'm worthless, thinking that, you know, I'm only a tool that's used for pleasure. Like just thinking all of these worst things about myself and thinking, you know, this was the purpose that I was designed for. I'm not worth anything. You know, nobody cares. And learning that somebody does care and that I'm beautiful and that I'm worthy and that I am the crown of all creation, that God made man in the image of him. And one of the things that I feel gets lost in the story of the gospel, and you know, if you know of original sin that came into the world and we all fall from the garden, but before that we were designed for original glory. Like we were designed in God's image to be a representation of him on this world like an extension of who he is. Yeah. That was our pure purpose. And then sin comes in and now the sin behavior, which isn't the issue, it's that separation that's the issue. But coming in and allowing for those dark moments to come over your life is is what distracts us. It leads us down that that wrong path. And so my journey there was all about unveiling the real truth to discovering who I was and what I was designed for. And, you know, as a parent, for me, I feel like we all have significance. We all have a major role to play. Mm -hmm. And when you lose that identity, it kind of cuts into that because if you don't know your purpose, then you can't fulfill it. And that's one reason why the enemy attacks it so hard is because he doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to know that you're worth it. He doesn't want you to know that you're so 
detrimental to his kingdom because if you knew it nothing you'd be unstoppable you know and so um i feel that as a mom my my job is to help my daughter become life ready but also to be able to raise world changers because i know that she has so much capabilities that are within her and i want her to be able to um, harness that and, and be able to go out into the world. So if my greatest accomplishment is raising a world changer, that satisfies, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be yeah. the one to change the world, but my daughter will. Yeah. And she'll do that by her interactions. She'll do that by her character, by, by, by becoming the woman that God has created her to be in that alone, she's going to change the world because you establish what you believe and who you are through the character and the way that you treat other people. And if you don't That's have good. a sense of, of where you come from in that identity, or if it is rooted in the wrong things, then you're going to end up treating people like garbage. You know, she's yeah. dealing with that right now in the, in the children, because it, the kids in the neighborhood, they're not, they don't display the most, genuine character you know yeah <laughs> they're out here punching each other in the face they're out here cussing up a storm they're being disrespectful to authority it's like you you take a step back and you're like where's this coming from who gave you that identity who told you that's what you needed to do who told you that's how you should behave because for real it it's not going to lead you down a life that's worth going down you know I've seen it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and so it's like uh, it's so important to be able to, for me, I want to be able to, to show her, you know, in my discipline and in kind of my example of better choices to make, you know? So that's the reason why I was so willing to go and be separated from her for, you know, almost nine months because I needed to get myself right. Because if I continue down the path of, you know, being consumed by my own issues, then she's going to get left behind. And if I can't, if I'm going to not deal with my issues and just suppress those, then something later on down the road is going to erupt. You know, I've dealt that way. You know, I've, I've been down that experience before. So in order to get your alignment right, sometimes it takes stepping away. And so being able to have the privilege to have that opportunity, but also, you know, have family that was willing to take care of her while I was gone so that I could get that right. You know, that was a true blessing. And, what, is your, um, what is your recommendation for parents who just don't have a way or means to step away from life and a job, um, but maybe they need to get a few things right that maybe they're struggling with. They're just doing the best they can with what they have. What is your recommendation to those parents? Wholeheartedly find a group, find a small group, get some people that, you know, take ownership. And if you have a group of friends that you're all kind of dealing with the same thing, you know, sit down together and try to find something that's going to help you know, hold each other accountable. Your association is so big. One of the biggest things that the enemy tries to do is get you isolated. 
And if you are overwhelmed, if you are feeling that, you know, you're dealing with a lot, it's too much to handle, um, that is when you need to find somebody even more. Because by just uniting with other people can help you see in a different perspective. You're not doing as bad as you think you are first and foremost. Let's be real. That's a lie that the enemy will say, say to you. And yes, it may feel overwhelming now, but you're, you were built for more. Yeah. You know, you can handle more than you think you can. Um, but having a support group is, is key, you know, and who you're associating with will, will determine what your lifestyle is going to continue to look like, you know, that's good. So, I think that's for that, anybody. <laughs> and for anybody, exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Who, who are you? Who are you associating with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but there are there are you know if you're a single parent, there's single parent groups that you can plug into. You know, if you're um, a couple, there's all kinds of different groups that you can can look into to do. Um, you know, and virtual everything right now. Hey, you know, know. just reach out to somebody on Facebook and be like, instead of texting a message, why don't we video chat? You know, (laughs) like, yeah, even just doing that and seeing some interaction can, can, uh, can help to boost a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's So. so, it's so true. And it's so good. I think, um, you know, I think whether you are, you know, um, really, um, uh, faithful and spiritual, um, or if, uh, you're still figuring that out, like I said, you know, I mean, we, everybody has different views when that come on here, but we're, we're all very yeah. much, it's a bigger picture at hand. Um, we, we're all cut from the, the same cloth, whether we vocalize our yeah. faith or we're, we vocalize our spirituality, you know, um, life and success principles are all the same. And, um, you know, this is Jana's story. This is, this is, this is what she found to help her. And maybe that's not, if you're the parent out there, maybe that's, that's not the same story for you, but maybe taking a step back, um, the bigger picture of things, it's, um, it's very similar to what you're struggling with, but there's other ways to go about it. Like, like finding a support. Mm. And I think, I think that's good. I think even the professional athletes, the high school athletes that are just finishing their careers, unfortunately, in, in early um, college athletes, seniors that had their careers ended early too. Um, you know, there's this this process of discovering who you are and who mm-hmm. you are is more than what you do. Who you yeah. are is way greater than that. I think one of the most powerful questions, two questions that I love to ask people is, who are you? Well, you know, I'm a soccer player. I'm a goalkeeper. I'm a forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a parent. I'm this. No, who are you? Who are you? It's so important to know that question and really think about it and write it down. Because mm-hmm. that's where your identity is. And then the next one is why. What's your why? What's your why? Because your why, and it's, it's perfect what's going on right now that we're all going through struggles right now yeah all of us and your why has to be from the heart not the head not the wallet not your bank account yeah your why has to be so much greater than anything money could buy 
because that is going to help you know how to get through these tough times and how to navigate the life going forward. And -hmm. it's got to be more than just your kids because one day they're going to grow up. And what Mm -hmm. then? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) What then? I like to think of it. I like to think of it as what, you know, what's the last thing you think about before you go to bed? What keeps you up at night? What wakes you up in the morning? When those things line up, that's when your why is. That's what's driving you. And it may be in this phase of your life, it might be directed towards your kids because that's where your focus is. And that's okay. You know, but that changes. I think that your why can change over time. I think that it is something that, you know, there's a, there's a, universal underlining development that kind of like ties it all together but when you're going through different it's like when you're growing up as a child when you go through childhood because I like to think of it as I'm not raising a child I'm my my adult is in childhood at the moment you know like she's coming into <laughs> her adulthood but that's I'm, a really I'm good perspective that's going through childhood you know yeah <laughs> yeah adult right now is just going through childhood and so when I think about that you know she goes through different phases of life so at the beginning, when she's a baby and she's an infant, she's looking towards me so much for everything. As she grows up and she develops, she becomes, you know, a more independent person. And in that phase of life, it's not necessarily, you know, the discipline aspects that may be in place, but maybe it's a little bit of more training. Oh, let me show you how you do this. Let me watch you do this. And let me coach you along the way as you grow up. You know, you can't, as as much as we try, you, you're disciplining your 16-year-old is not the same as disciplining your two-year-old. You know, it's a little different yeah. because they're going through a different phase of life, you yeah. know, and you're well, they're both telling you now. The they're both <laughs> yeah, telling you now. <laughs> Circumstances may be a little bit different, but um you know, the same tactics don't, don't work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's different. You grow and you change in different life. So if, if your why right now has to do with your kids, then you do that wholeheartedly. That's what you do. That's what you focus on. And you grow and you change when you become, you know, when my daughter reaches 18, my parental role in her life is now shifted. Now I'm more of like a friend. Now I'm more of like a mentor and I'm going to show you through your adulthood, some things that can kind of help you along your journey. And we can be friends along that way. But yeah. being a friend with my 12 year old is not as productive. As it would Probably be, not you know? going to listen so, when they really need them to either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, those are some things that, that keep me going and, and knowing I don't have as many tough days with her. I'm actually truly blessed to have a really good kid. Um, but when those dark days do come and it is really challenging and we do butt heads a lot because we are so much alike <laughs> because boy, is she just like me? Um, you know, knowing that this is just a phase and it will, you know, end at some yeah. time is, is something that brings a light, you know? So That's take so advantage good. of it right now because I've noticed just in the past couple of weeks that, She's almost 13. She'll be 13 in July. And right now she's not as uh, needing her mama so much. So that can be a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> oh, she doesn't want me to brush her hair anymore. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Get over that. <laughs> Just as they change, you know. so do we, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. That's really good. Well, we have a few minutes here. Enjoy the little. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy it. (laughs) We have a few minutes here. Um, what, uh, and I appreciate everything you've shared some really good nuggets here and I appreciate you being authentic and transparent about Mm. your journey. Um, not everybody's going to have the same journey, but I think a lot of people are going to have similar struggles or similar paths and we're all trying to navigate that, you know, in different phases of our life. And then you add parenthood on top of it. That can be some days the straw that breaks the camel's back, but yeah. What would you like to share in these closing remarks? Like what's on your heart for those parents that might be listening or those young teens that are trying to find their identity or even college Mm -hmm. students? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, everyone does have their own journey and um, it's, it's a little uniqueness that we kind of bring into it. So my, my biggest thing right now would just be, um, reach out to people and see what you can do to support them. And, um, you can ask them the same thing, you know, open up and say, this is some things that I'm dealing with right now. These are some ways that you can support me and what ways that we can support each other. And in knowing that we have the ability to hold, be accountable to one another, I think is important. Um, and sometimes in that accountability, we'll find some pieces of our, our identity in knowing, hey, you're really good at, you know, encouraging. I just need some words of encouragement right now. Or, hey, you know, you might have some technical skills that could be really helpful in, in, in getting some, you know, maybe some of the virtual classes <laughs> taken care of yeah. with the kids and homeschool. We're all kind of thrown into some things that you know, we're all dealing with some change right now. So just offering support and, you know, letting people know how they can be supportive of you. I think it's important. It's really good. Oh, Jana, thank you for sharing today Um, and changing it up, but super, super good nuggets. And I hope all you guys enjoy it out there. And um, uh, thank you. I really appreciate it, girl. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it as well. You're, you are welcome. You're welcome.